Welcome to the Symphony Podcast, where we break down one important topic each week. Matthew, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. I, uh, we might have a little background noise, as we talked about earlier. We have my neighbor's kid is out in the driveway practicing her violin. So Well, we can't hate on that. <laughs> yeah, love the wherewithal to learn an instrument, but you know. If anyone's listening and thinking that the the mediocre violin in the background is part of the audio for this podcast, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> but we appreciate the effort. Well, today's episode is it's around a topic. Uh, basically, the idea is investing in yourself. And I remember I was sitting in a college class one time, and a professor, a business professor, asked the class like what is one thing or what is like the biggest thing that could come in between you and your goals and kind of like pose that question to the class. Like maybe he even asked us like what our goals were first. And like, to me, the first thing that I thought of was my health. Like I know that if I'm healthy, I can perform well in my job, in my relationships, physically, mentally. Um, and so being aware of a, uh, what are the places in your life that might hold back other areas of your life? And then if you take the analogy of investment in stocks or in, um, you know, like financial investment, a stable portfolio is diversified and it leads right into the whole concept of a symphony and a balanced life. But the concept today is just to basically flip it and ask if you're listening to this to think about how you can diversify your own investments outside of just your job or um, the things that are obvious to invest in, like the, the, the areas that you're already doing a great job in. Like how can you start to uh, put a little effort and energy in different areas so that in the long run, if some shit goes down or if a curveball gets thrown your way, which is inevitable, um, you have your overall portfolio continuing to grow, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like where you started the conversation with with health too, because I think that translates over into your ability to really do anything. Because if you don't have your health, you you can't do much, right? And so I think having an emphasis on that is massively important. And I kind of like the angle for this conversation too, because I think it's very common when you think of investments or think about like smart activities, like investing in the stock market or companies that you believe are going to, you know, experience exponential growth over the next couple of years. It's it's easy because you feel like you can identify where the growth will be. It's tangible because you actually get like a payout based off of your investment. And so like, that's an easy entrance or I don't know. I just feel like that's a pretty common thing for people to invest in. And and there's a reason why people keep doing it is because they have that tangible. um, Sure. You're able to see what, like where it's going and how it's showing up in your life. Whereas I think people don't you don't quite have that immediate payoff when you're investing in your health, when you're investing in your mind, uh, your body, the, just like how you're spending your time personally and what you're yeah. going for with your personal goals, because I think it's like a slower release. But then I think if we can kind of shift that conversation for people of understanding the importance of like, why is it important to spend your free time bettering yourself or working on your body or learning or listening to podcasts or reading or doing whatever you're like trying to improve yourself in some direction because it ultimately allows you to do whatever you want to do in the future 
because you will have the skills to be able to get things done and to advance in basically any direction that you want to go. Uh, yep. So I love, I love this conversation. I think it's important, especially for young people to hear and to kind of take some, what, uh, something that I thought about too is like investing into the stock market is great, but it's also so volatile and it can, it's going up and down based on a ton of things that are completely out of your control. Whereas I think a cool concept for this conversation is that when you, when you invest in yourself, you're actually investing into something that you have a large level of control over um, just based off of your decisions, right? Because you're deciding how you're going to spend your free time and how you're going to invest in yourself ultimately. And you are kind of the captain of that ship. And so you have a lot more say over the direction that it's going to go than you do with the stock market, for example. Sure. So I yeah. think that's a you know good reason to invest in yourself. Yeah, and kind of the other angle here that I should add is uh, we love angles. We're, just, <laughs> <I know. laughs> we're angle guys. Uh, but like when you're young, uh, you don't even have money to invest. Like you literally are paying the rent, you're paying your car bills, you're paying everything, and uh, you don't have like a bunch of leftover income. So while it is important, and maybe we could do a whole other episode, we've done that one on finances as an entrepreneur um, and how to like be lean and continue to grow a business, even without a ton of capital. I think that's all fine and well, but what do you have now as a young professional, the most valuable thing, it's a cliche, but you hear it all the time is time is your most valuable resource. Uh, there was a guy, one of my car detail clients back in the day, uh, he told me, and I might butcher the quote, but he said something like when you're young, you have no money, energy, and time. When you're you're in your middle career, you have money, energy, but no time. Let's say you have a family and a full-time job. It's going to be hard to uh, take time to go do things. Uh, if specifically, I had just told him that I was going to spend three months in Europe traveling, and this is the quote he told me. And when you're old, you have money and time, but no energy. So it's understanding which stage of life you're in and actually like leaning into that, taking advantage of that. I'll tell you right now that investing time for me has been by far has reaped the biggest rewards of anything in my life. Um, and I guess the first example is like how I got my job today. I've told the story probably somewhere, but, uh, I worked for free on a documentary film, ended up getting on a phone call pitching and maybe I'm going to kick it back to you because you have some specific things that you can invest in to better yourself. But, uh, I ended up pitching the project to some, random potential sponsor who was working with a brand like a boot like a outdoor boot brand and uh, he told me to go to this adventure filmmakers workshop up in Banff Canada um, and so I went I ended up meeting my current boss that I continue to work with today and it's just opened so many different doors and that never would have happened if I had thought to myself how can I just make as much money right now as I can like I, I, it makes no sense to work on a documentary film for hundreds and hundreds of hours over the course of 18 months. Um, but in hindsight, it's like, ah, uh, duh, that was the best investment that I could have made. And, you know, you don't get to live life twice. So um, knowing that, just like applying that to the future, I think is something I want to continue to do. And as I feel like I have less and less time to just like, I mean, right now, I don't have the bandwidth to just, you know, jump on and work on a documentary film to that same level. I also should acknowledge that I had a, 
a lot of things line up. I lived with my sisters, you know, stayed at her place, didn't have to pay rent for a, a whole summer in San Francisco. So I, I saw what I had, I took advantage of it, and it ultimately led to me being able to continue to invest and grow in the directions that uh, I didn't even know really I wanted to go. I shouldn't even say that. Like, I literally never would have identified as a video editor. I wanted to be like a cinematographer director. And now I'm at a place where uh, I want to start investing in other areas and branch out of storytelling and podcasting. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast. And I guess that it's kind of contradictory, but one of the reasons we work together on some of these brands, Root Strength, Shreddable, Shroomy, and uh, why I value working with you guys so much is because I see it as an avenue to invest in myself to go a direction in the future. Um, so let me kick it back to you, man, because I know you have a, a sweet take here. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I, I like that you brought up the concept too of just kind of like th- I feel like it's hard for a lot of people to justify doing work if they're not getting paid for it on the spot. But I also think that that's the only way that you get to a point with that profession that you can like in order to make money off of doing something creatively, you are probably going to have to do it for free for a little while first. And I think the only way how to like learn how to do something well is just by doing the entire thing. Right. And I, I think this podcast is like a great example of that for you and I, because, I mean, we kind of just decided that we were going to do this podcast, threw ourselves into it, knowing that there weren't going to be any financial upsides for a while. And there probably was going to be a very small audience for a while. And we were going to build from the ground up and do it step by step. But because of that... Shout out to the OGs. Yeah, seriously. But because <laughs> of that, we've literally learned every single tiny little thing that goes into podcasting and which has actually led me to multiple other opportunities and you as well doing like editing or show notes or little little things that go into podcast production for other people where we actually are making money off of it too and so it's but we wouldn't have gotten those opportunities if we didn't take the time on our own to figure it out and do it you know together and figure out how like what makes it work what makes it not work what are important things to pay attention to? What's a good podcasting host site to set up on? Sure. Yeah, just all of it that goes into it. But you don't you don't learn that by just kind of witnessing someone else someone else do it or just being a, a piece of a larger like one piece of the puzzle, I guess. Like your ability to just dive into something and do it, even if it's for free at the beginning. Uh, will teach you everything that you need to know to be able to do it on a much larger scale for money eventually. And so I think that's been a great learning uh, opportunity for me is just to kind of see that play out in my own life with multiple different things, not only with this podcast, but then with the brands, what we were talking about too, and the products. It's like Roddy and I didn't know anything about making a food product three years ago when we decided to start Shreddables. We had no idea what it meant to become a, a CPG brand. And now we have like a fully functioning nutrition company that has three pumping brands that are ready to go to market in like a massive way. But And now I have the ability to step out of that and consult for other people who want to start brands or want to get involved or want to figure out how to formulate a product and the R&D that goes into that. But it's like if we would have started that journey of being like, oh, let me just go try to plug into another company that's already doing this. I don't think that I would have learned nearly as much as I would have uh, because of the decision of us just being like, we're going to, we're just going to do this from the ground up. Like we're not starting on anybody else's 
timeline or project here. We're starting our own project from the ground up and we're going to learn come hell or high water. We're going to learn every single thing that needs to go into this to make it a fully functioning, uh, successful brand and company. And so, um, I think this just goes back to say that like, no matter how much time you have in the day, whether it's like 30 minutes before you go to sleep or you have like four hours of the day where you feel like you're kind of wondering what you should be doing. Like there's always at least a little bit of time to put into some, something like learning something or figuring something out or just becoming curious or even just thinking, you know, like sharpening your ability to think critically about what you kind of want with your life and the direction that you want it to go. Like, I think, the importance of having a little bit of time to do that is so critical. Um, and the compound effect of doing a little bit of it every single day or every single week just adds up monumentally. Um, Dude, hundred so yeah. percent. Yeah. I think a lot of people over invest in one area. That's kind of like the punchline here is like, if you get too narrow minded on one thing, um, when I was growing up, basketball was the thing that I invested in. I didn't give a shit about school. I, had uh, definitely some of my darker days of my life, specifically having arguments with my family, you know, dealing with all sorts of mental health stuff, you know, not going to say it was super major, but the darkest days of my life were in high school. And uh, the investment that I had made in basketball was basically jeopardized because of it. A couple years ago, I would have told you, uh, it was just like out of my hands and my coach didn't like me, blah, blah, blah. But looking back now, like I basically self-sabotaged the biggest and most important investment of my life at that time, which was getting on the varsity team. I, uh, I was the only freshman to make the varsity team at Mercer Island high school when I was 15 years old. Um, and I was kicked off the team, not allowed to play my senior season. And I remember how crushing that was. And I wrote a Facebook post maybe it was a year later, a couple years later, but reflecting on this whole process and realizing like I can't live a life where my destiny is controlled by one person. So you're going to make mistakes. You're going to go through hard times. If your destiny, if your job is the only thing you're investing in and that's all you care about and you fuck it up where, you know, now you're at square one. But if you fuck up one thing, which is probably going to happen to all of us at some point, and you've also been developing and nurturing relationships and skills and learning in other areas, then you can pivot and, and go that direction. We did a podcast with Roddy called Your Network Determines Your Net Worth. And I thought Roddy just articulated how to invest in relationships, not in a transactional way by any means, but some super good details in that episode. Um, mm-hmm. But networking and investing, what Jordan Harbinger, who has a resource, I'll plug it in the show notes, it's called... Uh, it's called six minute networking or something like that. Six minutes a day. If you invest in just shooting text messages to people at the bottom of your messaging app, you do that every single day and it compounds, like you said, over time and you, you maintain your relationships. You're basically digging the well before you get thirsty. So when some shit does go down, like you're, you've already been actively, uh, you're, you're, first of all, you're not going to go to people and be like, Oh, I just got fired and you know, I need a job. Like no one wants to hire you, but it's like, Hey, I just, you know, it didn't work out with my company and I'm back in a place where, you know, I want to take a new chapter on and Hey, uh, you know, I, I know we haven't talked in a while, but do you have any ideas? Yeah, and, and if you have skills that you've been building 
you actually have the opportunity to show how you can provide value when you enter into that conversation. So it's like not only have you kind of upkept the relationships, but you've been building your own skills and like keeping a mental inventory of who in your life is doing what and how you could potentially plug into what they're doing to create opportunity, not only for yourself, but for the other person that you're reaching out to as well which is a massively different conversation than what you mentioned before of just being like, Hey, I just got fired. Like got any yeah. jobs for me? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Mark no Cuban, he says, uh, he's Mark Cuban says, if you think there's no opportunity out there, you're an idiot. Cause there's so much opportunity. And a lot of people don't resonate with like the hardcore kind of like the real talk, like that type of messaging. But for me, it's like, it's absolutely the truth. Like there's, literally infinite opportunity out there in the world that you can you can tap into but if you have like a scarcity mindset of like you know there's no opportunity covid i hear i've heard this one like oh i graduated college and covid there's no jobs it's like okay well don't sit on your ass like build something do something like this is your chance to like i know it's stressful and like fortunately i didn't have to go through this but I'd like to think that I would have handled it just fine. Like even if there's not a job opportunity available today, I'd like to think that I'd still continue reading, learning, developing right. my own skills and not to put myself on a pedestal at all. But I think this like flip of the mindset to understand that there's so much opportunity out there, it keeps you optimistic uh, rather than like the pessimistic kind of like, oh, why even try kind of mindset. So totally. And I think I, I saw a post, uh, one of my good friends posted a reference to this concept like last week, I think on, on social media, but just the concept of making ambitious mistakes. So, and I mean, I think everything you need to know about that is literally in that set is in that sentence, but like what t I think just taking an inventory of like, what mistakes are you making in your life? And like, what area do they fall into? Because it's like, are you are you making mistakes because you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to advance yourself and you're trying to seize opportunities? And if the answer is yes, then that's, that's great because usually mm -hmm. by doing that, it's like the mistake is not necessarily a mistake. It's more so just like a, uh, like a step in that process because the only way to really learn how to do something is kind of to fuck it up in the process of trying to figure out how to do mm -hmm. it. Right. And it's like, and that's why they say like, you know, the 10,000 hours to mastery rule, or just the concept of mastering something in general is because you've gone through the equation every single way that it goes and you've done it every single wrong way so that you've ultimately come out with this knowledge of how to do something so perfectly. Um, but I think, you know, people are afraid to start something a lot of times because they're afraid that they might fail because they don't have the background or the experience or the knowledge that they think that they're going to need to jump into something. But I think you also, from the other side of things, hear that story time and time again of the person who ends up massively successful talks about how when they started, they had no fucking idea what they were doing. You know, and it's like that there's no one who, who was at step one and had it all figured out from the get go. Like that's not how yeah. it, that's just not how it happens. But dude, you know, and the other thing to, yeah, to this point, like I just think you, Amanda Knox was on Rogan's podcast and they kind of asked this question. If you know who Amanda Knox is, um, I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry about that, bro. No, but, go for uh, it. I'll kick it back to you in a second. Um, she spent four years in prison because she was framed for a murder. She didn't commit her. She was like basically all over the news uh, worldwide, like kind of like tabloid media and, uh, paparazzi actually comes from Italy. So they have this like super like sensational 
bullshit fake media kind of thing. Um, and so she like literally her whole life got fucked up and totally could have been crushed by that. Like so many people would, but she was able to basically take the shitty experience that she had. And this is like way on the far end of like the negative spectrum and, uh, become this woman who's super articulate, educated and driven because of the hard times that she went through. And the same thing, like with Justin Wren, who's, um, a UFC fighter and talks about like some of his bullying that he experienced growing up. Like it's, it's like almost like you have to experience those shitty times to form or forge a quality human in the long run. And I've talked about getting kicked out of college. I've been arrested. I've made plenty of mistakes, got kicked off the basketball team. Some of the most negative things that ever happened to you turn out to, to tune you up and to harden you in a good way to the inevitable challenges that life will throw your way. And I feel like I'm more ready than ever to like, like take on something challenging in the future. And so like basically even when shit goes wrong, using that positive self-talk and that understanding that a challenge is just an opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. can just be insanely powerful. Like everybody I look up to, it's like not everybody, most of the people I look up to have gone through some like serious hard times. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know you guys too, like with the, with the brands, like it has not been easy. Like the whole, the thing getting bought by a public company and then totally like put on the shelf and. Right. And it's, and it's also like, everybody has something right and yep. and it's never about comparison because on paper someone's situation might be you know way worse than another's but like that's not the important piece here it's the important piece is that everyone who's making an impact has also gone through something but is incorporating daily things that are driving them in a positive direction and i think that's kind of the whole conversation of investing in yourself it's like what are your daily activities what mindset are you bringing to your life like how are you viewing your past in relationship to your current self in relationship to your future and what is the internal narrative that you're telling yourself that's because that's ultimately what's going to drive you in whatever direction you're going to go is is the way that you decide to react and perceive the life that you've been given and kind of the way that you're able to alchemize the resources that you have on your, on your playing board. And usually it's more expansive than you, than you think. Let me just pull up this quote because I was listening to a podcast today and it's, I'm sure everyone here has listened to this quote by Marianne Williamson. She says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Have you heard that? Yep. And it keeps going on. And so I'll, I'll link the rest of it, but essentially it's like, this is something I think that just jumping off what you just said, um, we often have for me in college, I saw it as my physical health or my mental health could get in the way of my future success and my achievement and goals and all that type of stuff. But also there's things in your mind, stories that you're telling yourself. For example, there's a million stories that could hold you back from starting a podcast I just talked to a guy surfing today out on the, out on the uh, coast at La Lancha here in Mexico. He told me, he's like, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to start a podcast for so long. And he was telling me he was kind of like a little bit aware of his, like he's aging and he's dealing with some existential stuff and was like very frank with me about it. And kind of just like a reminder that, you know, this guy's been ex- extremely successful. He's an investor. I'm sure he's financially set. Um, 
but there's been stories in his mind and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it's theoretically possible that uh, he's got something in his mind that's holding him back. Like he doesn't think that he's capable of doing the editing and the producing for the podcast. And I told him, I was like, dude, let me hook you up with kid Brian. Like we have an editor now he's crushing it. You don't even have to learn how to edit. You just can, um, you know, basically figure out what those things are that are between you and your goals Mm -hmm. and then invest in those areas. Like literally you can invest dollars and you can hire someone to help fill in the gaps, like for the show notes or for whatever, for, uh, cleaning your house. Like there's so many ways, like like, literally dollars or invest your own time. Right. And so I feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of the, the two (laughs) to say it again, angles that we're looking at this conversation at is just like, identify those things that actually lie between you and being able to do the things that you want to do and either invest your time in learning how to do those things or invest your dollars in finding other people or other companies who know how to do those things and can make your job easier basically. And one thing that I wrote down uh, in my notes when I was preparing for this episode was it was just a question of how much time do you spend thinking about what you should do versus just doing it. And I think that that's, I fall, I mean, I think everybody falls victim to that. Right. And it's my most productive days are the days where I decide what I'm going to do the night before and then just knock it out, like knock it out the next day of exactly what I said that I was going to do. I get the things done that I need that, that I knew that I needed to get done. I researched the things that I told myself that I wanted to research. I made the calls that I needed to to make. I did the exercise that I told myself I was going to do. And it's like, you know, you have that ability to do that over and over and over again. And if you develop, you know, somewhat of a routine, or at least just kind of like a daily promise to yourself that you're going to continue on the path that you've set out, then you will see, you know, really, really powerful, impactful change and growth within your own life. Like I'm so certain of it. What was the Jordan Peterson take about like, cause I want to ask you like, how do you, like, how do you invest in yourself and why, right. like, where are the areas that can just like, like what are so, the fundamentals? So he had this really, at least it was impactful for me when I read it. He said that if you can read and write effectively, you're essentially unstoppable because, and what this article was referring to about him is, is that like Jordan Peterson is saying that there's no real difference between thinking and writing and that your ability to think is based on your ability to write because the ability to write is basically organizing ideas and helping you become a, a better critical thinker and a better communicator and ultimately a decision maker because when you're writing, you're actually physically putting things onto paper or onto a laptop, getting them down on a paper. Um, and anyone who can formulate ideas and organize them in a way that's going to make a powerful argument is, is going to win the case. Like, 10 out of 10 times is essentially what he was saying. And so in my mind, I was like, wow, that is a really easy entry point to have a massive payoff in the future is just, is just reading more because I think reading will inevitably make you a better writer. So if it's hard for you to write, then maybe start with reading and then start incorporating a little bit of writing here and there. But if you, if you read really well written stuff, you can't not learn from how people are segmenting their conversations to be the most impactful or most effective form of, you know, uh, language and, and persuasion or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so that will kind of translate into your psyche of how to formulate ideas and how to organize thoughts and then yeah. ultimately how to get them down on the paper. So I thought, and I, I mean, I look 
at basically everything that I've done in the past three years, everything that's come to tangible fruition started as like chicken scratch in my notebook. So like that was the first step of being able to organize things in a way that could ultimately turn something tangible, physical, like came from just my ability to take something that was at first a thought in my mind and then, you know, vocalize it or write it out and then ultimately turn into something physical. And so I thought that his, his comparison of, of writing and thinking and how those are and, uh, and reading, writing and thinking are kind of maybe the most important things that you can, that you can sharpen. Mm -hmm. Um, and the entry point for that is just reading more, which I think is awesome. And then, so I, I read that and I, I love that for the mental side of things, but then I was thinking about it, um, from the physical perspective too, because it's like, what's the point of investing in your physical health or your strength or your endurance or, or whatever? Like, why do you go to the gym or why do you wake up and run in the morning? And I think experientially it unlocks so much more because I think, there's so much in life, like there's so many opportunities to have experiences in life that require a little bit of physicality, you know, whether it's like a long hike or a big outdoor backpacking excursion or like a really fun mountain to ski on or a great wave to surf or whatever it's going to be. It requires physicality and it requires physical strength and physical health. And so it's like, I feel like if you're not emphasizing that in your own life, you're just kind of closing yourself off from the get go to being able to have these experiences that require physicality, but that are also insanely rewarding. Cause I think there's most of these experiences that require, um, strenuous physical activity usually end up being some of the most rewarding and impactful experiences that you can have. At least that's, that's been true in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think that is reason enough for me to really prioritize my physical health and make sure that I'm exercising every single day and, you know, investing in my own physical health and strength, um, by just doing something every single day, that's going to improve it. Just knowing that that will open up my world in a lot of, a lot of different ways. Yeah. And you never know exactly what you're training for. Like you might, uh, you, you literally have no idea. Sebastian Younger, who is an author, he, um, he had a stroke and, you know, his whole life, he was a good athlete. He was in his fifties and he had this like major stroke. And he talks about how he thought he was always training for, you know, the next big run or, you know, to be in better shape or whatever. What he didn't realize was that all that his whole life training was so that when he has a stroke, and he gets to the hospital and he's lost like something like 80 or 90% of his blood. I don't even know if that's possible. Something like a large, vast amount of his blood he's lost. He's bleeding internally. You realize that ultimately all the physical training he ever did was so that he could survive that moment and continue to be a father for his children. And at 27 years old, it's so hard to have that perspective. But pretty soon we're going to be 57 years old. And looking back on your life, you're going to wish that you invested physically because if you're not a, if you're not a physically healthy and capable person, who knows, man, like, uh, you could get to a a later point, you could fall and break your hip and that could be it. Like you could, you could have a crippling injury. And when you're 80 years old and you have a broken hip, there's no coming back from that. So like taking this like step back and, and it kind of gives you the justification to spend the time and energy on it because it kind of seems frivolous now. Like, 
why invest in your health if you could invest in your job or invest in your craft or whatever, like even your relationships. Uh, but investing in yourself physically is critical. So I just want to like reiterate that and like really take like a high level look at like why you might uh, want to do that. And then also um, you have to love the process. Like if, if it's, if you dread working out, don't go to the gym, like figure out something you like to do, play soccer, play some sports. Like there's so many ways to, move your body in a healthy way. I think of, of, you know, we've talked about how fitness is more of a lifestyle than a chore or like a a thing you have to do every single day uh, just to check the box. So I love it, man. I I think health is wealth is a term that resonates heavily with me. It's true. And I mean, I think especially in America, we see basically the worst side of that. I was reading an article the other day that said um, about 50% of American adults are considered physically inactive, which is crazy. And so then in my mind, it's like, it's no wonder that the the two of the biggest killers in our world, or especially among the, the American society, are cardiovascular diseases and diabetes. And when you look at the things that we eat and you look at the stat that says 50% of American adults aren't even physically moving at all on a day-to-day basis, it's like that makes total sense. And so that's another reason to kind of invest in your physical health on a day-to-day basis is so that you don't place yourself in that even area of potentiality of being more um, like kind of having more of a chance to get one of these diseases that are, that it's pretty clear stem from inactivity and a poor diet. And so I think kind of like what you said with the Sebastian Junger reference, it's like, you don't, it might not be tangible of like, what am I preparing for right? Or what is the gain right now, right in this moment? but you're ultimately strengthening your body, your mind, your everything so that when life does throw you curveballs, you are more of a capable human being and have a better toolkit to be able to kind of deal with whatever's coming up. Invest in yourself, brother. All right. I hope uh, we can all just kind of like take a step back and look at the areas of our life that we need to invest more in it's okay if you have to neglect certain areas i know i've actively put you know there's some days where it's like hey i'm i'm not working out today and that's totally fine but i'm still gonna move my body a little bit gonna do 10 push-ups in between my 25 minute (laughs) pomodoro technique sessions hey well i mean Um, rest is just as important too right so i mean that could be seen as a way of investing into your health too is taking time for yourself to to rest and recharge and, and relax as long as you're not telling yourself that seven times a week, yeah. <laughs> seven days a week. But, um, I think, yeah, like, I think that's just as critical of a piece as taking, taking time to recharge. I need to be better at that for sure. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, let's wrap, let's wrap this episode up and, uh, we'll be back next Monday. Till next time you can find us on the symphony co on Instagram Hit us up directly if you have any questions or topics or things like that. Um, It's just, it's awesome to hear from the community. So wanted to say, express a thank you. And uh, October 4th, you know, we've mentioned it a few weeks in a row now, but I think this is officially our one year anniversary. So man, we've invested a lot. (laughs) We've invested a lot in this podcast. Yeah. Um, And if, if for nothing more than just to hone the skill of communication and I know, often, you know, it gets to the point where you hit this plateau. Like I felt like for a while I was getting like better and better at this whole podcasting thing. And now I want to like break through the next level, the next plateau and be very, um, 
self-reflective in the, in the places specifically within podcasting that I can improve in. So that's where I'm at. I love it. Let's wrap it up. Yes, sir. All right. Till next time. We're out of here. <laughs>